Hi friend, my name is Danielle Holleran and I'm the host of the Detail Diary podcast. I'm a self-made online business owner who loves sharing the behind the scenes of my business and inspiring others to follow their dreams. You can find me most days chasing my dog around, relaxing with my husband, and wearing basically anything Dusty Rose and Pearls. Think of this as your space to come to feel motivated and inspired to take on your biggest dreams while also just chatting with your best friend. Cozy up for some girl time and get ready to feel uplifted and inspired. Thank you to Flowdesk for supporting the Detail Diary podcast. Before discovering Flowdesk, I struggled with finding inspiration to design emails. All of the email providers I used looked unprofessional and outdated. Flowdesk was founded by two women with simplicity and style in mind. Imagine no algorithm, no engagement, no third-party social platform, just your content and your message sent directly into your customer's inbox whenever you want. I have a link for you to try Flowdesk today and see for yourself how incredible it is. After your 30-day free trial, you can lock yourself in at 50% off of your monthly subscription forever. All of the features, no limits, just for $19 a month. Enjoy a 30-day free trial on me, no credit card needed. Just visit detailsandswirls.com slash pages slash flowdesk to find your free offer. Or visit the show notes linked in the description of the podcast for the direct link. Hello and welcome to the Detail Diary podcast. Today I'm joined with a very special guest. I have a fellow small business owner on the podcast today, Shelby Hart of Heart and Florist Shop. And I am so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Yay, I'm so excited to be here. Oh my goodness, your shop is truly incredible and so aesthetically pleasing. I'm so excited to jump in and get started chatting all about your small business. Do you want to just start off by talking to everyone and introducing them about your personal background? So my background is actually in weddings and events, which obviously you know a lot about. (laughs) And during the pandemic, obviously events weren't happening. So I kind of had to figure out, you know, a new way to start doing things. And I had this little Etsy shop on the side um, and I was selling mugs in there. And I was like, you know what, let's see what happens. People are in their homes, they're shopping online. um, And I just started, you know, kind of putting my all into this little Etsy shop and everything. And it just started exploding. I put these beer can glasses on there and it started growing. I was still doing some wedding planning and stuff. And that's just, I call it an accidental business because I don't think anyone like sets their heart out to sell glassware. They're like, that's my future. (laughs) So I always tell people it was an accidental business. (laughs) That's awesome. I feel like a lot of times in small businesses, that's kind of like what just happens. Like even with my business, I never had this passion growing up. Like I liked making signs or anything like it kind of just (laughs) fell into my lap after my own wedding. And I love it now, but it was never something that was like always my passion growing up, like all the time that I was younger and things. So I feel like that's pretty common of how small businesses start. And that's amazing that you're able or you were able to just find your niche so quickly. Did you start off with more of a kind of like wide variety of products and then kind of niche down into the glassware or how did that kind of work out? Oh my gosh. I didn't listen to anyone when they said niche or business, never listened. (laughs) I was like, 
niche your business. Like I have these cool beer can glasses. I want to sell to everybody, right? Yeah. I had like a dog one. I had a mom one like with coffee and then the plants and flowers and stuff. And I was like, okay, what if I do like sports teams? I don't watch sports. I don't care about <laughs> sports. Like, But I was like, I need to hit everybody. Um, and I think finally a time like around the holidays or something, it clicked and I was like, I need to niche down. Everyone's buying the plants and flowers. I'm mm-hmm. going to just do this like garden vibes kind of thing and stick with that. And it worked so much better. And so if anyone's telling you to niche your business, <laughs> maybe listen to them. I don't know. I should have. But you have to learn sometimes. So it was fine. <laughs> you really do. That's amazing. Like I was saying, when I first introduced you, I absolutely love your page. I think that's what initially drew me to you. Your Instagram page yeah. is just to die for and (laughs) everything is so aesthetically pleasing and branded so well in that kind of like floral and plant direction was that kind of did that kind of all happen at once when you were deciding to niche down your business into that direction and kind of talk us through your approach when it comes to branding and that part of your business because it really really is really special Oh, thank you. I think I saw it kind of, I had to like step back and just look at my pictures and I saw the colors coming through that I was just naturally using or just kind of drawn to. And since I used to do weddings, I would make like design boards for brides. I always knew how to deal with color palettes. It's something I just enjoy, Pinterest boards, things like that. So my first step when I was like, okay, I'm going to make my own website. I'm going to niche down my business was like, I'm going to make myself a color palette and stick with it. And it helps so much just with your Instagram feed. You know, I mean, you have your own Mm -hmm. presets and you use the same ones all the time. And it just Mm -hmm. makes everything match. I have like two shades of pink, two shades of green, and then a couple accent colors to bring in. And it's just so much easier. And then with the branding and stuff, I, you know, I work with Canva and I do things on there, you know, bought some of my own fonts and different things. And I just... I just love the idea of branding. I don't ever want to do it for other people because (laughs) I think that's so stressful. People who do branding, like kudos to them because it's hard. It really is. And it Mm -hmm. takes a lot of time. Um, And I wanted it to match my personality. Obviously, I'm wearing pink right now. And, (laughs) you know, I have like a flower headband on. And I think it helps when it comes from within rather than, you know, trying to do someone else's style or match the trends or whatever it's way easier to do something that feels personal to yourself. Oh, I think that's perfect. I stand behind that a thousand percent. I think that that is something so important that all small business owners, I think, really need to focus on and really try to work into their business because, I mean, I talk to a lot of small business owners. I follow a lot of small business owners on Mm -hmm. social media. And the thing that sticks out the most are those business owners who really incorporate their, you know, like personal branding and style and just the things that they love into their business. And it doesn't need to mean, you know, like sharing about your personal life. It just... (laughs) is more so incorporating like what makes you happy and what you're passionate about through your business. And I think that that helps so much for small business owners to stand out among other businesses. Because at the end of the day, you know, someone else could be selling glassware or anything else that 
you know, another small business owner is selling, but your own personal approach to it is going to be what sets you apart from everyone else. Absolutely. (laughs) I just think that is so important and it's so apparent through your everything that you're doing, that approach that you have towards it. I absolutely love it. So kind of walk us through how your social media journey has been this past year because I know that you have experienced lots of growth and we can just dive into like all of that. (laughs) (laughs) This was another thing I had to learn. So I started this on my personal Instagram, right? And I was like, my personal Instagram already has like, I don't know, a thousand, twelve hundred followers, whatever. So I was like, oh, I'll just start it on there. I already have a following on there cool. Um, And then it clicked for me. I was like, the following I have on my personal Instagram is not the following for my business. Mm -hmm. It's like high school, college friends, like family friends or whatever. It's not people who are for my business. So that's when I was like, all right, I'm just going to start from scratch, start a new Instagram um, so I can find my people, like the people who want to follow me. And I'm not just talking to nobody who is like, oh, she randomly sung last right now from high school. Oh, cool. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, I started the new Instagram and that's when I picked the color palette and I wanted to like, you know, make it look like a nice Instagram and it was doing well. TikTok, I switched over to TikTok and started doing videos there. And that's where I first went viral. I went like, and now when I think back to it, it was, a, it wasn't even that viral compared to like some of my Instagram reels now, but it felt so profound in the moment. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, people are following me. Like all these orders are coming in on my Etsy. And it was a crazy time. I think that was in March of this year. And it was like one TikTok video brought in like 700 orders and within, it was insane. It was in less than a week and I had to actually shut down my Etsy shop to like, or like stop selling because I, I can only handle so much as one person. (laughs) Yeah. So that was really cool. And then, you know, slowly I'd put up TikTok videos that would get some of the following. And then I finally switched into the reels, which I know Instagram is just pushing right now. Mm -hmm. Um, which I actually enjoy them. I like making the reels. I like the music. I think the music looks good with the pictures. And this one reel got 2 million views. Oh my and God. that's what did it. People are, I mean, I swear people probably think I bought my followers because of how freaking fast it happened. Mm-hmm. It was like within a week, I grew by 35,000 followers on Instagram. And I was entirely overwhelmed. I was just like, posting stories. I had just done a restock, so I didn't even have one coming up. And then all these people were following me and I was like, I just did a restock for 2000 followers that sold out. And now somehow I need to provide glass for over 30,000 people. Um, so, you know, people see it and they're like, wow, that's so cool. That's awesome. I want that. And like, it was super cool, but um, it requires you to scale really fast, which as a lot of business owners know is the very hard part to scaling. Yeah. So yeah, I was just trying to use the platform, you know, to talk to people, all the new people and post pictures and try and get people to understand how my business worked. And it's not a shop that has glassware in it all the time. It sells out or, you know, I'm only one person and not being Amazon and everything. It was a learning experience for sure though. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. I can totally relate because I feel like my business also kind of took that same path with TikTok and all of a sudden kind of overnight things blowing up and really like having to figure out how to 
run the backend systems in your business basically Mm -hmm. within like a week if you want to kind of keep that following that you have and continue to grow your business and build it up. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like incredibly overwhelming and stressful to figure out how to scale to that extent in such a small amount of time. Were there any like systems in your business that you were able to figure out and kind of make quick decisions on like, all right, this is how things are going to go from here on out. Or how are you able to figure that out in such a short amount of time? It's so stressful. I know it really was. And the first time when the TikTok went viral, I think in March, um, that's where I was like, I was still doing the vinyl decals. I have both my crickets here next to me. Like I Mm -hmm. was printing out every vinyl design and weeding out the little pieces oh and sticking it on every single glass. I mean, I was working 15 hours a day to get through these 700 orders that had come through that week. And I was like, okay, I'm going to reopen my Etsy shop. I have this time period where I'm not selling the vinyl right now. So it's kind of an easy switch over. Let me start searching manufacturers. And I found a production company that I now work with who puts the designs on for me. And they're in the U.S., so they're also a small business, which was really cool. That was important to me as well, so I wasn't getting them, like, overseas and all that kind of stuff. So I found them. I was trying to make orders and get orders out and trying to talk to this lady at this company, and, you know, she's explaining what they do, and I'm trying to, like, figure out how much glassware to order and get the other orders out. But I was like, if I'm going to reopen this Etsy shop, something needs to change. I cannot keep putting vinyl on glassware. And the vinyl is a great way to start a business, but... They can peel off the glass. Yeah. It can't be in the dishwasher, all those kind of things. So yeah, I found this company. They're amazing. So now I buy all my glasses in bulk. And that was the main switch that helped me scale a little bit better. Now I'm still doing the whole, you know, do a whole restock and then take all that and dump everything back into the next restock. So yeah. it's even bigger. So that's how it's going right now. <laughs> that's amazing. I think it's great. I've met a few other small business owners who have the same kind of structure set up with the restocking and they actually inspired me to set that type of structure up in my business with the custom orders that I do. Because before Mm -hmm. that, I was just open 24 seven with orders coming in. It's so hard. You can't like you, you can't control it. And that system has literally changed my life and the way that I run my business. And the one thing that I do struggle with, I'm struggling with it right now, is getting that point across to customers who don't understand your business. I know that you had just mentioned that. And that's the one thing that it's still just a constant struggle of being like, well, wait, hold on, like stick around for a little bit longer because I'm reopening or restocking you know, on whatever date that you do the restocks. Mm -hmm. Have you found kind of a good way to inform customers about, you know, your business and the way that it works? Because I know that that's still something that I'm struggling with to get across to my business. And I'm sure that a lot of other small business owners are listening who have similar structures, still trying to just figure out how to get that point across to the people who are on the other end. Yeah, it's, I make sure once a week to come on stories and update people, especially if there's new followers, you know, like maybe one post a week, I'm saying like, oh, restock's coming this time, or, you know, I do monthly restocks or however Mm -hmm. it is. And because, you know, I can't answer every DM that comes through where people are asking, 
oh, your store is sold out. Like, what yeah. do I do? And I'm like, I could sit there and answer everyone. But at the same time, like people who really want the glossary and want to stick around for it will. And they mm-hmm. do. So I kind of just have to remember the people who are there to understand and want to do it. They're there. And I can't please everybody. I can't, you know, forewarn everybody and stuff like that. And you just have to remember that so you don't go crazy trying to think like, I want to tell everyone, like everyone needs to know. So I don't want people just leave. I know. If the business is still working, then that's amazing. (laughs) And it is. So that is out about it. That's perfect. I think that those are words (laughs) just to keep in the back of our mind, because I know it's stressful, like, especially when you go through a time of, you know, and every business goes through this, there's lulls where you don't get too many messages or, Mm -hmm. you know, too many inquiries going on. And then there's times where it can be so overwhelming. And, you know, maybe you have a video that did well, or something's going on, and you've got a bunch of comments and a bunch of messages, all kind of asking the same type of question or thing about your business. It can be overwhelming feeling like, oh my gosh, I need to answer every single person. Like, Uh, like all the thoughts are crazy in your mind, but like you just mentioned, the people who want to stick around will stick around and not to stress about, you know, making sure that every single person who's ever reaching out knows every single aspect of your business. Cause that is just like, it's just not possible. It's not possible. We're only one person. And even if we did have someone responding to all our messages and inquiries, there would still be people who don't know what's going on so yeah and then I'm like how many people am I really bringing in by answering every dm to tell them how my store works it's compared to the actual percentage of people who are already there and love your business and stuff so exactly it's not as many people as it feels like to you when you're getting all of these dms so exactly (laughs) I totally totally really easier to say than do oh I know definitely So I know that you have your Etsy shop that you started on, but you also have your own website now. At what point did you kind of branch off into having your own website or did you always start with both or where did that kind of transition happen? Yep. So I started with Etsy because it was a side business. Etsy is so easy Mm -hmm. to start on. It's a marketplace. It brings you customers. I mean, Etsy is an amazing tool, but pretty much once I realized, and you can go in your analytics on Etsy and everything and see. I realized I was bringing in all my own customers. Mm-hmm. Um, once these restocks started selling out, everyone was coming from my Instagram, from TikTok. And that's when I was like, all right, I'm going to move to my own website. I'm bringing in my own customers. Why pay the fees on Etsy if they're not the ones bringing in my customers anymore? Etsy is amazing for if you have a shop that's open all the time and you constantly need the marketing and bringing in new customers. But I didn't need that with the restocks. So I still have my Etsy. It's just on vacation mode. So, you know, if I ever get to a point where I need to reopen it or something, I can. But so far, the website's smoother. It's easier to work with, kind of know my clientele because they're coming from Mm -hmm. Instagram. I like recognize names now, of orders that come through and things like that. So I think it's more personalized and can show off my branding too. That's what I need. Etsy is so hard to show your branding on. That is the one thing kind of look like every other shop. So I needed to look like my own shop. (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally get that. I often ask the question of people starting their own, you know, shop, should I do Etsy? Should I do my own website? And I always tell people similar to what you were just saying, 
Etsy is great to get started with because there's already people on there searching for what you're selling. Mm-hmm. They're already built in. You don't have to be responsible for bringing all of those people to your shop, which yeah. is so amazing. And then, you know, down the line, you can branch off into your own website whenever that day may come. I know people who still have Etsy and still have their own website because they don't want to lose, you know, that traffic. I know when I made the jump from Etsy to my own website, it was really scary, you know, because you still (laughs) have sales coming in through Etsy. So I remember that first month being like, all right, no more, no more Etsy. Shoot. How is this going to go? And everything ends up working out, but it can be scary making that leap. (laughs) Yes. I feel like you kind of know, like when it's time you kind of know when it's when it's ready to make the jump. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And if you don't, you can have a website along with Etsy. You know what I mean? If you need the yeah. branding and all that stuff. But Etsy really is a great tool to start off with for sure. <laughs> it really is. And yeah. yeah, you'll know. And those people who are shopping through Etsy, it's not like you're going to lose, you know, quote unquote, lose those sales because right. they're just going to come to your website if that's where you're directing them. So yeah. <laughs> So in terms of the future for your business, I know it's so hard to even predict or tell just in the times that we're in, like everything is changing so quickly with social media and (laughs) just life, everything, but overall general goals, where do you kind of see yourself maybe in the next year or a couple years? What are you aspiring to do in your business down the line? So I actually just kind of, started thinking about this in the last week. Um, Obviously my glassware takes about two weeks to even make and then get to me and everything. So I have these huge time periods between my restocks and I'm, you know, just trying to figure out what to do. And, you know, I was so worried that all my followers only wanted glassware from me. So I like polled all of them on Instagram. Polling on Instagram is the best thing. Like asking your followers what they want is the greatest marketing tool you could ever do. I just had to put that out there. Um, But I started pulling them. I'm like, what would you guys like to see in my shop? Do you want just glassware? Like, you know, and people gave me so many ideas and I was like, okay, people just like my designs or just like my shop. You know, I can put other things out there, but yes, no future of my business. I'm trying to add in some new products now and I'm always going to have the glassware obviously, but I'm like, you know, maybe some t-shirts, sweatshirts. I love um, home goods type of things, not the store, but like goods for Mm -hmm. your home. And I'm just trying to see where I can take it. And I do want to be a functioning store. I don't want to be a store necessarily that only relies on restocks. Mm -hmm. Um, Restocks for the glassware is great, but I have all this time in between. I can still be selling other items and, you know, especially with the holidays coming up and everything. I think absolute goals. I don't know if you know the store in San Diego, um, Pigment, Shop Pigment. I do not, but I need to look them up. (laughs) That's goals. So their store has plants in it, plant pots, like all the planning stuff, like cute books. I mean, you have to look up the store. It's called Pigment. And yeah, that's like ultimate goals. <laughs> that's amazing. I could see you doing that. I mean, your office already is so like I've been saying this whole time, like so aesthetically pleasing, so on <laughs> brand. I could see that in a whole store with it just being absolutely amazing. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I ever want to enter the brick and mortar thing, but it's been one of those like dreams. I feel like I've wanted mm-hmm. to be a business owner since I was 
10. I wanted to open like a dog boutique store and like make my own dog treats and stuff. Obviously that left the scene a while ago, but that is where it started. So we'll see someday what really happens. Being online is just so easy. (laughs) I know. I know. I think the same things. I'll have like a thought creep in of like, oh, well, maybe one day I could, you know, have a shop or something. And then it's like, oh, but that just seems like so much. But, you know, people do it and... I'm sure it's just as amazing in its own way. So maybe one day. (laughs) I know. We'll see. (laughs) That's awesome. Do you have any final last words for any maybe small business owners who are listening? Any little lasting tidbit of advice for someone either looking to start a business or someone who already has a business? Yes. Um, I mean, small businesses are just the thing right now. So if you want to start one, start one. I mean, go on Etsy, open up an account, put up three items and just do it. I mean, whether they are selling a lot or not, you're using your creativity and your passion, especially if you're like doing a nine to five job that your creativity isn't coming through on. That's why I did it. I didn't even really care how many sales were coming through on my Etsy. It was truly for me to have an outlet that I was making something, you know, with my own hands and designs and everything and just be true to your business. I think it's, we talked about it earlier. It's like, it's the only way to do it is if it, it works for yourself too, you know, instead of just trying to do what everyone else is doing, I think. And just go for it. It's everyone's shopping online right now. It's the easiest way to get out of your nine to five routine or, you know, the daily grind or whatever you're doing and just be passionate about something that's important to you. (laughs) That's awesome. This has been so great. I feel like we've, I'm just chatting to a friend that I've known like forever. This is Awesome. I will leave all of your like links and everything, your Instagram, TikTok, website, all the things. I'll link it in the description of this podcast and in the show notes, everything too, so that everyone can go and find your beautiful shop. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. And I love your shop too. I just seen your reels and oh my gosh, your boutique items are spot on. I see Thank people start you. boutiques and it just they're always cute and everything, but the pieces sometimes don't all go together and yours mm-hmm. just match. And I think it helps they match my style. <laughs> that helps too, but I just think you did a really good job. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, the boutique has been so much fun and I'm a stickler for, I'll spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours picking inventory so that it's perfect. So that means a lot. Thank you. Yeah. It looks like you spent hours on it. So that's amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on. And I can't wait to continue to follow your business and see wherever it takes you in the future. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Detailed Diary podcast. Make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Be sure to join our community over on Instagram at Detailed Diary Podcast and introduce yourself. I'm looking forward to meeting you over there and I will see you next Wednesday for a brand new episode. Until then, have an amazing week.